Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Hardwood Nation podcast with your boy C.L. Anthony and my main man, Bryce Ward, on this championship Sunday. What is going on, Bryce? Mm, not much, man. How are you? I'm jacked, as you can see, even though it's early as fuck in the morning. I am jacked because we have two game sevens today. So I just have to stay up for the second game. <laughs> That's always the big question mark for you. <laughs> but it starts at 8 o'clock, so I think I got a shot. I can nap between the first game and the second game. I it's think the best I have shot, a shot you got for watching two games. <laughs> Bro, I saw the schedule for the conference finals, the Eastern Conference Finals next week and on Tuesday. It started at 8.30. I'm like, man, I, I missed those 7 o'clock, those 7.30 games. That hour makes a huge difference. You're killing us, man. <laughs> it's like, fuck, we're, we're so old, bro. I know. Speaking of old, <laughs> your boy James Harden and the Sixers mm. flamed out against the Miami Heat in six non-competitive games. Let's just be real. Um, we're going to unpack this today because there's a lot going on, a lot of repercussions with this. Did you think this, Did you even though the series was six games, did you think it would be a tougher series? And not like every game being a blowout, just about like how how did you think it was? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I thought it'd be a little more competitive, but then again, I, you know, I was expecting to have Embiid like a really healthy Embiid for the whole series, so I wasn't expecting him to go down yet. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I think the Sixers was expecting to have like 2012 James Harden too. <laughs> well, it was like I knew we were supposed to have like because. NBA got the concussion and he actually right. came back earlier. So I knew like it was expected that he wasn't going to be there, but mm-hmm. like the fact that he did come back and play, it was like, um, I don't know. It was a letdown. Cause it was like, here's a tease of, of this team. But, um, in general though, I mean, I just don't know. Like people keep waiting for Harden to like turn on in a playoff series. Like, mm-hmm. It seems like he does a game or he has a game or something like that. But there's always like a reason that James Harden seems like creates in his head to not be engaged either in regular season and playoff or playoffs. And for him to only have like one great game, uh, the type of season he had, he still creates a lot of drama around himself because of what he likes, how he handles himself off the court, how he moves from team to team. There's like all these variables that don't always like they don't paint a pretty picture of James Harden as a player. And yet these teams and these management um, organizations like they just keep giving him opportunities. I, I don't I don't understand when he hasn't proven anything, why he is going to be such a vital piece of your team's. If you're wanting to go deep in the playoffs and win, because he doesn't, he, he hasn't proven or done anything like that. Like, um, it, he's never just taken over a playoff series against a good team and willed his team to victory. Never. Like, never. never has. He'll, right. he'll pop off for a game or two. He's a nice distraction on the court, but in a deep, serious playoff run, I don't understand his value because he's never proved it. He's never won anything. Both, both divisions, nothing, and and now, I, I think they have to have a talk. Like 
you're older, you're not even getting the kind of moves and uh, buckets like you used to get, and you don't win. Like you, I don't understand the value. It's not. I'm not saying James Harden isn't like good. I'm not. I'm just saying he's not what people s- seem to think he is, or seem to put the money into to think he is this. So I just don't. I don't see it in like. Um, uh, you sent me a video of a, a beat writer for Philly talking about it, and he's like, "There's no way he should get after he he uh what he opts in this year, he gets the rest of that that last year of yeah, money. Yeah, he gets forty-seven. Yeah. Okay, there's no way he gets a deal like that again. Like no way. The uh what like in the twenty million range, twenty-five million range at the most, maybe it seems a little more fair. But do you think some other team? will throw that bigger max at him again because I just don't see it. And I, I think the the rest of the league's finally, finally catching up to the idea that, like, maybe we shouldn't throw this guy that much money. Same with Kyrie. Well, we talked about it earlier this week as far as he's going to opt in, but the Sixers cannot offer him that, I think, is $275 million contract. They can't offer him that during the season because then he'll fade away. They have to make him earn that. They have to let him. Here's the thing. Do you let him go to free agency? Yes. And then you offer that contract to him. You cannot give that contract to him at the beginning or middle of the season. He's going to have to earn every fucking dime of that contract if that's the one they're going to give him. If not, he's going to derail that franchise again. And MB may very well ask to be traded because – He's looking around. Look, that post game, and I should have sent you that. It was a long post game, but between him and Doc Rivers and Tobias Harris and even Maxi, that post game was one of the most depressing things I've seen in a long time. Um, those players called for more toughness. Joel and B just name dropped PJ Tucker. He's like, Yeah, we need a player like PJ Tucker on our team. We're not tough enough. All those guys said they wasn't tough enough, which caught me off guard a little bit. Um they and got rid of their toughest guy a couple years back. Right. And we're we're definitely gonna get it, we're definitely gonna get into that because these two franchises are tied, you know, in recent memory. Um but the Sixers would make an awful mistake by giving that money to James Harden either this summer or during the next season. Um I think he's overrated from a competitive standpoint. I take it personally, I think he's a piece of shit. Um, I also take it personal that just two years ago, people were comparing him to Dwayne Wade. Yes, I take that personally. Absolutely not. There's no comparison there. Um, one player gives a shit, the other player didn't. And now you see the result of that. And the ironic thing is, and a couple of people tweeted this, the ironic thing is, is that when they needed Ben Simmons the most last year, he didn't shoot. This year, when you needed James Harden the most, he didn't shoot. <laughs> the irony of that is so huge. Okay? Mm-hmm. You traded one player who didn't shoot in the biggest moment for another player who can shoot and didn't shoot in the biggest moment when they needed him. And you have the warrior, Joel Embiid, out there giving everything he has with a broken face, concussed, bad thumb, and this fucking bum won't even help him out. It's, it's it's disgusting. It is truly disgusting. And Joel Embiid 
looking across the court at his opponent and looking at Jimmy Butler, who he had two years ago, who he loves, and looking at P.J. Tucker thinking, damn, we need a, we need somebody tough like that on our team. And then looking over at James Harden, bro, you ain't it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey, second year in the league. It's not on him to step up. Even though he did, it shouldn't be on him to step up. He shouldn't have been the second leading scorer. Period. He shouldn't have been that. It should be James Harden. So the whole team dynamic of that is bad and is wrong. Tobias Harris. You and I know who Tobias Harris is. Apparently, Philly didn't know. They found out. (laughs) And Jimmy Butler reminded him. He's a nice small forward who's a third option. Yes. When this team had Butler, uh, Simmons, and Joel Embiid, and the Toronto Raptors barely beat them to, to advance in the playoffs, they truly had the makings of a championship team. And then it fell apart. So we're going to dig into that. My question for yeah. you. Go, go ahead. No, you go Okay. My question for you now. Looking back on it, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. How big of a mistake was it for the Philadelphia 76ers to choose, effectively choose, Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler? I don't, I don't think it can be understated how big of a mistake it was because I think you go from realistically being a um, – or having a high percentage to win a championship to, you know, getting beat in the second round. I think – this is why I say – it takes like from top to bottom everything being right and a little bit of luck to win a championship. But like, do you think they would have made that move then if Doc Rivers had been the coach? Because I don't think they make oh, that move. Oh, 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 good point. Absolutely great point. Ben Simmons would have been out of there then. Absolutely yeah. great, fantastic point. Because Brett Brown, as Keith Pompey detailed, Brett Brown was the head coach. I didn't necessarily know how to deal with Jimmy. I'm going to tell you something about me (laughs) that you you know, but you don't know. I'm a dick. (laughs) I'm cocky. I'm arrogant. I'm a dick. And the way to deal with me is to let me be me. People who have tried to control me have found out that that's not going to work. You have to let me be me and trust that at the end of the day, 80% of the time, I'm going to do the right thing. Jimmy Butler is exactly the same way. No one can tell Jimmy Butler what to do. You have to let Jimmy be Jimmy and trust him. Doc Rivers would have done that. Pat Riley in Miami is currently doing that. Every other coach, kind of tips just a little bit, but every other coach he's had has not known how to deal with him. And that's how you, you have to let him be him. And and you made a great point. Doc Rivers would love Jimmy Butler. <laughs> well, Doc Rivers had experience with players like that, having to deal yes. with Garnett and yes. Paul Pierce and Rajon yes. Rondo, because all of those guys kind of bring that culture to that locker. Right. And, and, and then the fact that Doc Rivers was a coach for, um, excuse me, was a player for a long time in this league can't be understated. So he knows how to deal with those personalities where Brett Brown, who was an assistant for a long time and finally became a head coach. I get it. He wasn't the guy to coach Jimmy Butler. They made a grave mistake by choosing Ben Simmons 
and then giving Tobias Harris the contract that Jimmy Butler was in line to get. They made a grave mistake. And here's why I say that. In three seasons, which is really like two and a half seasons, but we all know how that bubble mess was. In three seasons, the Miami Heat have gone to the conference finals twice. The NBA finals one time. Last year was an anomaly. Everyone will agree to that. That was an anomaly. All Jimmy Butler has done in Miami is win. He was the one guy that we needed to put us over the top. We have contemporaries who said that Jimmy Butler wasn't the first option. I love Kevin to death. He's one of them. Jimmy Butler is absolutely a first option, and he's been showing that. He's only second behind Giannis right now as far as overall playoff scoring. He's put this team on the back. To, to eliminate Philly, he scored, had 34, 30-point games in a row, even though we didn't win all those games. But he was putting – we couldn't blame it on him if we lost, right? So. I want I want to give a few minutes just to appreciate how great uh, Jimmy Butler is because Philly really missed out on that. How mm-hmm. how deep do you really think that Philly could have went? Because Toronto beat them in Game Seven off that miracle shot by Kawhi Leonard. They would have had to play Milwaukee in the next round in the conference finals. Do you think it's realistic that that team could have won a championship? And let's say not the Bucks. The, the Miami Heat wouldn't even been in the equation at this point. So you would have had the Bucks, and then you probably would have had the Sixers leading the East. Yeah, I mean, look, some of these, like, the Bucks, um, the Heat, a lot of the, a lot of the years, um, that Philly team, that Toronto team, it, there's a lot of teams that just, like, if one little thing went their way, you're looking at a championship. It's not like they're not talented or, you know, sometimes it just comes down to in the moment if your star is healthy or, mm-hmm. you, you know, just there's so many variables. So uh, it, there's no reason to think that Philly couldn't have just ran through the league with another year under their belt or, you, you know, uh, a healthier in bid closer to his MVP prime. You, you know what I mean? Like a- every little thing helps. So there's no reason to think that they couldn't have made a championship run. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just, to me, it just, but you can do that with a lot of teams throughout history. Look, the, the, the young Bulls team, had they just not uh, been maybe quite as young or had Thibodeau running them into the ground, you know, they had Butler, Joakim Noah, who at the time was one of the top centers in the league. Yeah. Uh, then you, and then you had the spectacular Derek Rose. You had Luau Dang as a three and D guy back then. You, you know, there, there's reason to think that Chicago team could have won a championship. Yeah. You know, Butler was there, but they're all younger. You know, yeah. was the coaching right for that team? You, you can do that for a lot of scenarios, but the talent on Philly was definitely good enough to win a championship. It, it, it it's astounding how <laughs> we, we, you know, me and you would make jokes about X Men and talk about how everybody's related and everybody's screwed everybody. You can kind of make the same connection sometimes with the NBA with certain players going from team to team, and you, you can make those same connections. Um, mm. it, 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 I have always loved Jimmy Butler from afar and always was like, he's the guy that would be one of the perfect fits for this team. Even P.J. Butler, like P.J. Butler would be a perfect fit for Miami. And there's a few guys out there now that I really like that would fit the Heat culture. And I tweeted the other night, 
I said if I if I had to pick one word to describe heat culture, it would be accountability because from the top down, they hold each other accountable. And I think teams like Philly, when you hear teams say, well, we wasn't tough enough, well, who was going to step up and hold hold you guys accountable for that? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was it's so it was so glaring to see their downfall and to see how Miami handled them. Miami didn't do anything spectacular. They just went out there and played ball. Philly was just uninspired. You got Max Struess dropping 20 points a game. Like, get the fuck out of here. You mean to tell me Tobias Harris couldn't check a fucking D-League player? Like, get out of here. Kyle Lowry was yeah. out two games that we won. Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And, and maybe I had higher expectations for Philly. And, I, and, 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 and forgive me, I'm not counting out the fact that Embiid was hurt. But even with a healthy Embiid, James Harden mm-hmm. probably would have still played like shit. Tobias Harris didn't do much of nothing. Maxie was doing his thing. But like I say, it's his second year. Maybe next year I'll put more pressure on Maxie. But shit, Maxie's out there playing free basketball right now. So it's not as big as a failure as the Nets were because that was just a fucking train wreck. But this is a pretty big failure for mm-hmm. Philly. They need to reevaluate everything. And even though they're bringing back Doc Rivers, rightfully so, they need to reevaluate Everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. It seems like when James Harden joins a team, it's like they lose their soul. It's like mm-hmm. they lose their their like their drive. It's like it's all effort, right? So mm-hmm. much of the playoffs and defense and the, the type of play you have to have to win these tough series, it's about like effort and mental fortitude. And mm-hmm. Philly has a problem at point guard having a guy who either doesn't want to take over or feels like he can't or something or doesn't want to shoot, like has has a mental block, whatever you want to call it. This is the second year in a row they've had that problem. Right. And it, it's, like you said, it's super ironic. It's, it's fucking comical <laughs> that they had that same issue. But James Harden, like for all his – I don't even – I don't even feel like calling it like exceptional talent or anything at this point because we saw them change the ref, the ref rules this year, and he had a real tough go of it. Yeah. So I like how how good is he and how much or how good is he at just taking advantage of uh, certain certain older rules that are gone now? Like I, I don't know, but either way, he's lost a step. He's not what he used to be, and even at his best, he was not. He was not going to, like, drive your team. He wasn't going to be the leader and get them over these tough humps that legitimate championships or legitimate championship teams and legitimate all-stars can do. Like, he, he's not that guy. And the effort was disgusting the other night. That's all That's all it was, was effort. Yeah. And And James Harden always seems to be like a cancer. When it comes to that kind of like what you want from your players, it seems like he sets the wrong expectations and management looks at him like he's the godson. Well, the rest of the team is going to say, well, since they value him so much and he just fucks off, why should we care? It's gross. He's the uh, he's the point guard. And he said in the post game that he felt like the ball wasn't coming to him. You're a fucking point guard. <laughs> You're the coach on the floor. 
you should dictate where the ball goes and when it comes back to you. It's, it was mm-hmm. it was such a obnoxious quote. I'm like, what do you mean the ball didn't get back to you? You're the fucking point guard. <laughs> it's just like, I could see if it beats like they didn't pass me the ball. You're a ball dominant guard and you're complaining about not getting the ball. You didn't want the ball. <laughs> Whew, Lord, 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 Lord. We we're gonna we we're gonna revisit this because this is gonna be a a long term mm-hmm. cluster fucking Philly, kind of like how Brooklyn wall for us last year. So we're gonna revisit this because I'm gonna tell you, I think a B is gonna get fed up and just be like, fuck this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could I could easily see him be doing that, even though he has like three years left. But I could I could see him I could see him doing that, man. Mm-hmm. Look, well, if it comes down to that, Philly has to save themselves and choose ended. If they pick Harden, they're gonna get clowned Whoa. so bad. Embiid and um, Jimmy Butler were blowing kisses at each other after the game. So. Philly I better love. watch out. He'll recruit Embiid down to Miami. Hey, this is it's a lot of love between them two, man. A lot of love. Okay. Yeah. Um. So moving right along, as mentioned earlier, we have two game sevens today, which will determine the Eastern and Western Conference matchups. So, Bryce, we're going to start with the first game. The Boston Celtics are hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. Game seven. We both picked Milwaukee to win this series. You actually picked them in seven. I picked them at six. Who you got today? I'm not changing. (laughs) All right. I'm not changing. <laughs> I believe in Giannis and the defending champion to pull that out. Look, they're, they're the defending champs until someone beats them, and I don't think they're going to get beat today. So, unlike, both, unlike the other people we talked about, besides Butler, Giannis steps up in the biggest <laughs> game. Good, good one. Really good, really good. The Celtics are a great franchise. That, that even though it mm-hmm. seems like it seems like this team's been around forever, they're still young. Um, yeah, I think they get hurt one more time. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think Milwaukee moves on. I actually think this will be the last stand for Milwaukee. Like, I I, I don't think they're going to contend anymore. They're going to be good, but they're not going to contend. I, I think this year is going to be it. Um, and then I think Boston might take over, you know, next year. I mm-hmm. think that's probably what's going to happen. But, yeah, we both got Milwaukee today. This next game, the Phoenix Suns, the defending Western Conference champions, are hosting the upstart Dallas Mavericks, which we've been talking about for two years now. Like, watch out for Dallas. Watch out for Dallas. Who you got? I'm going with Phoenix. I think that was my my original pick to begin with. I'm going with your Phoenix. original your original pick was Phoenix. My original pick was Dallas. Luca's last game seven. I can't remember if he won or lost. I think he dropped like forty four points. It is a nightmare matchup for Chris Paul. <laughs> Just an absolute nightmare. Look, people are like Chris Paul hasn't played well in three games. He's tired. Till it with fucking Luca. Shit, he's tired. He's giving Luke up is like so big. No, he's giving up like sixty pounds and like seven inches. He's tired. Okay, 
Um, as much as I love Phoenix, as much as I was fucking with Phoenix last year, I'm going with Dallas by virtue of Luca. But I do hope we kind of get a shootout between him and Booker in this game because Phoenix is going to need Devin Booker to really close this out. Like they're going to need they're going to need all hands on deck because Luca's coming. Luke. <laughs> that that kid is coming. If Luca drops. 40-something, Booker needs to drop 40-something. Right, right, right. And it's not yeah. like he can't. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he definitely can't. Yeah. It has to be a similar situation to Giannis and Tatum in the last game. Um, Boston needed every one of those 46 that Tatum dropped to win that game. And, again, we we go back to James Harden. Look at what Giannis has done. Tatum, Jimmy. And then you look over there at James Harden and like, bro, you a bum, you know? <laughs> like Chris yeah, Paul. Even Chris Paul had that one game where he was, what, 14 for 14? Like, get the fuck out of here. James Harden, you're a bum. You're, you're a fucking bum. <laughs> so, with our predictions for today, we're going to dive into the two early conference finals preview. So, it looks like we got Milwaukee versus Miami. Miami's going to have home court. The season series was split 2-2 even though the Heat was robbed one of those games, so it should be 3-1. Bryce, who you got in this series? If the Bucks, uh, you know, we could be wrong. I know that's what you're hoping for. But if it's the Bucks, I think I think it goes seven with Miami pulling it out. Got it. I think Miami wins the series. Uh, regardless of who the team is. Got it. For obvious reasons, I'm not picking this series. I'm just going to watch and enjoy seven games of basketball. But I am planning a trip to Miami for the NBA Finals. So I'll just leave it at that. Oh, so you, you think it's going to go seven games at least. So there you go. We got something out of you. I you said you're going to enjoy these seven games. Yes. So. I, threw you, I, threw you, I threw you two nuggets. Mm-hmm. I, threw you, I threw you two nuggets. Um. Western Conference. Uh, again, I'm, I I can't pick this. I just can't. I just want to watch it and enjoy it. So I'm going to put it on you. I'm going to put all the pressure on you. I know you're 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 thinking Phoenix is going to advance. So we're looking at Phoenix and Golden State. Who you got? Um. Well, sorry for Chris Paul, man. <laughs> Because we've, I mean, we've also, I mean, I'm sure most, uh, was it, commentators or pundits or podcasters have talked about this, but I know we have. The league better not let Golden State <laughs> win a championship this year. Because um, before Kevin Durant got there to Golden State years ago, they looked like a juggernaut. They looked like a big problem before. They're healthy, and they look dangerous. They look as polished as ever. They know how to do it. They have the right coaching. I think they upset Phoenix. Wow. Um, um, I think there's more, more sadness for Chris Paul not making it. I don't. He's just. He might have to go down as one of those guys that never, never gets there. But um, I think Golden State is a real problem for anybody. 
in the league. And for them to be healthy at the right time, that that's all it is. That's all it takes for them. They're and they're as dangerous as anybody. So I'm gonna say Golden State upsets the uh, upsets Phoenix. Um, in maybe like I still say it goes like six or seven games. Um, maybe only six because of the way because Phoenix will have home court. Right. Maybe it never goes back to Phoenix. <clears throat> I'm with my pick of Dallas. I would pick Golden State to close out Dallas in six games. With that said, I would like to see Golden State and Phoenix. With that said, I, 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 I'm picking Dallas from a basketball standpoint. My heart is telling me I want Phoenix to win so I can see that that matchup because it's going to be pure, beautiful basketball. I just think Golden State may have a little problems with uh, Aiton. Just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But, man, the, the offense, that the, defense is going to win the series, and both teams can play defense. I mean, both teams are okay defensively, but offensively, oh, good good Lord. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> good Lord. I can't wait to see the sets, the sets on this, the offensive sets that both, both guys come up with. Um, and I don't know – Monty Williams is a defensive coach, and I don't know – who's on his coaching staff that has that offense rolling like that. I, I have no idea who it is. I'm going to have to look it up and see who's on his coaching staff. But because, like I said, Monty Williams is more of a defensive coach. But um, I cannot wait. If it happens, if if uh, Phoenix moves on, I can't wait. I know why you pick Phoenix and you have every right to pick Phoenix because uh, you bet it so hard against their last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's gonna be great. These Eastern these these in any matchup because even if yeah Boston was the matchup against Miami, um, that's gonna be some great basketball too. So any of these yeah. matchups are gonna be fantastic. I want to talk about something. I'm, I'm gonna throw you a curveball because I forgot to mention this to you. How do you feel about the Memphis Grizzlies being so vocal after their loss? It's a young team. So I chalk it all up to that. We like we talked about um, you know, these generational gaps a lot. I think, and with Ja being such a vocal young leader on that team, they're gonna. I think they're gonna go the way he goes. And how how old is Ja? Shit, I don't know. What? He's young early twenties. Right? Like, yeah, early twenties. Yeah. yeah, early twenties. Um. Young people like to talk shit or like to put it out there more than the older crowd who's like just sitting back and kind of like, okay, we'll just let everything speak for, we'll let the play speak for ourselves or speak for itself. So Mm. not that, not that there's not, there's not an older generation or crowd that didn't talk shit too, but right after a win or right after a loss and stuff is kind of like an odd timing to to get vocal like that, but I just think it's a it's just a a, a younger guy being vocal. I, I I don't really read too much into that. It's just like I wouldn't necessarily do it. Um, whenever I lose, I kind of get quiet and get really determined in how I want to get better. Um, you might see me smile or something in a loss just because uh, I'm instantly motivated. 
But I usually, you know, it, I don't. I usually don't talk a lot. But that's not to say that he just doesn't have that in him. He's just a younger guy who's trying to figure out how to be a leader. So he um, not a big deal to me. He he actually threatened to shoot a kid on Twitter the other day, um, mm. which was yeah. I, I thought I sent you that. Yeah, I thought I sent you that. So so that was a little that was a little odd, a little odd. Okay. Um. Uh, Brooks had the, the 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 comment that I didn't like, where he was like, "Yeah, we're 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 coming for Golden State." I thought that was a little odd, considering Golden State just beat you. Now, yes, y'all didn't play those last two games, but I think some things you say privately, or or you can say it even jokingly if you're talking to, let's say you're talking to one of the opposing players like Draymond. Hey, bro, yeah, we we coming at you next year, you know, something like that. But to put it out. In the media, in the media, like he did, I'm like, bro, you shouldn't even be worried about Golden State. You should be worried about winning the championship. You may have to go through Golden State to get there, but that ain't who you need to be worried about. Um, and it, it, it's a slippery slope because I've I've always the Miami Heat way is to win with class and lose with class. And when we would throw barbs at different teams, it would be subtle. Like Milwaukee wanted us, we wanted them last year. Milwaukee let backstory. Milwaukee's <coughs> owner, right before the playoffs last year, said this. He said, We might lose a game or two just so we could match up with the Heat in the first round. He actually the owner actually said this. So even that is not the greatest thing in the world to say, but I understood it. There's a mutual, it's not a hate, it's a mutual respect. And it could be a mutual respect between Golden State and Memphis. But when you have a, a team that's won championships and you have an upstart team, yes, the upstart team is going to want to, you're my target, I'm coming for you. But I just don't think it should have been said right after that team eliminated you. <laughs> I, just, I, I just, I thought the timing of it was wrong. The, the, the Grizzlies have been real chatty. And what I don't want to happen is, you remember when Golden State first came on the scene and everybody loved them and then people turned on them? I don't want that to happen with Memphis because they're a great team. They have great young talent. All those kids have great stories. I just don't want the fans to turn on Memphis because they're so vocal. And that's what I'm afraid of because Golden State had to work hard to get people back on on their side. Um, So I don't want Memphis to have to go through that. I, I think... They're going through their pro- progression. They're going through their steps, and that's great. But I think they just need to tone down the talking just a little bit because at the end of the day, you haven't won shit to even talk. Let's let's just be real. So that's just how I feel. Quiet, I think they'll quiet down more as they just mature as a team and as individuals. Who was um who was the one who said they're uh, going for Golden State? Was Brooks. Brooks? It's, yeah, they're they're starting uh, oh. small four. I'd like to see that kind of talk out of my small forward um, instead of what we've seen in the past with other teams when they get beat by Golden State and their star player goes and joins that team. <laughs> That's what I like to see. If if anything, I'll take I'll take the latter over you know. So I, I, I get it. I get it. Maybe you know not talk as much, but at least don't go join the enemy. Look at you. Um, you're, you're, you're gonna jab Durant any chance you get. Look at you. 
But Golden State had a good reputation, and Steph Curry was like this poster boy for like you know he he looks like the good guy. You know he looks like the fun face of the league that they they were looking for for a little bit like that. Um, but a lot of that hate came came after Kevin Durant joined them. Nobody liked nobody liked that move unless you're a Golden State or Kevin Durant fan. You know so I. As a team, I think, I think almost like they're the darling of the league, like Golden State. Like when they're winning, um, as long as they don't have Kevin Durant on the team, most of the league enjoy. Most of the people and fans, I think, don't hate Golden State because it's hard to hate them. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially like this, like you can't knock them for what they have. Like as long as Kevin Durant isn't there. It's a different mindset for that team, I, th- I feel like, and like their pre- how people look at them. So, uh, I I don't see the timber like, or I don't see uh, Memphis getting turned on like that. Like, you know that that was like an exceptional thing. Like when the Heat got turned on because LeBron James went there. Like that's a different thing. And so that's when I really associate people turning on Golden State was when they were like, oh, let me um. Let me like get this mercenary in here for the for a couple years, and like people didn't like it. So, but Memphis, yeah, I think they'll just mature and get you know they'll get quieter as things go on. I hope so because eventually you have to back up the talk. So, I like look at a team like Phoenix. Look at look at a team like Phoenix, right? You can look at the way they played this season, and you could tell they're fucking pissed about what happened last. You could just tell. You don't have to. You don't have to speak it. We just saw an example a few days ago. Now he did speak it after the game, but we just saw an example a few days ago with Jimmy Butler. He still hated the fact that he doesn't play for Philly, and he let them know about it after the series. But it was after the series. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was the winner, not not the loser. So yeah. th- those it just it just kind of I'm old school. I'm sorry. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It just did. It did. But He's being it. Picky. I like I like Memphis. I like Memphis a lot. Uh, I, I know. You just got you, you got to win something. You, you got to win something. So, with that said, we're gonna wrap up this week's episode of the Hardwood Nation podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, share our content, drop some comments. We always re- reply to the comments. You can cuss us out. You can tell us how great it is. We're going to tell you how much we appreciate your feedback either way you want to go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good one.